Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is Friday night, January 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Get scared. 2023, it's time for your Impact Hard to Kill post-show. Whew. Good show tonight. We're going to talk about it. I am Joel Pearl. I am joined, as always with my regular Thursday night impact wrestling post show friendo, if you will, Cresta star. Cresta, Who's that? Tonight? I'm looking for this Cresta star. You speak of who's that? I haven't seen her in a while. So here we are. Uh, we'll take you tonight. And uh, <laughs> with, me, with us as well tonight, as promised, as delivered the host or the co-host, I should say of the spotlight here at youtube.com slash fightful every Thursday at nine 30 AM, unless otherwise predicted elsewhere. And host of the Weekender Podcast on Fightful Select, I have Steven Jensen with me. Jensen, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. It's good. It's cool to have this this kind of change up. Like you know, for years, me and Denise did these these pay per view post shows together, and now we've like combined the pay per view post post show with the regular Thursday post show to do this this combined post show tonight. So I'm happy to be doing this. We had a really good show to talk about. Um, thank you to everyone in the chat who's in here already. Like. It looks like people. It looks like people are liking the show from what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, there was a good a good amount of feelings around the show. I think there was some really high points, some really, I wouldn't say low points, but there were definitely some points where uh, I think throughout the three of us talking, we um, weren't necessarily into everything going on. But we'll talk about it along with the rest of the show. And hello, chat. It's good to see you. It's good to have you. Uh, if you're here and you want to support us, maybe I don't know financially, if you can. You can go ahead and leave us a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. It's a little dollar sign at the bottom of the screen. Any amount of question or statement right on the air, you can do like our pal Kate Elizabeth who says, if your views are higher, it's because of Jensen. So there you go. That's how it goes. Or you know, this is the guy. He is. He's the guy. That's why we're here with him. And if you want to donate a Humper Chat, you can do that. Before Cresta gives the rundown, uh, I just want to make a note. If you send a Humper Chat to us tonight on the show, Please open it with HTK for Hard to Kill because our show is also going up at the same time as the SmackDown and AW Rampage show. So as a way not to confuse the shows, use HTK in your message and then that way we know what is what. Cresta, how can they leave a Humper Chat, by the way? You're going to head on over to HumperChats.com. You type in HTK 
and your donation amount. If you have any comments, questions, or you want to say, you know what? I really miss George Iceman. Leave it over on HumperChance.com. Again, start it with HTK, and we'll read it live on air. We keep a little bit more of the proceeds. Sean Rossap loves it. We love it. Jensen loves it now. Mr. Jensen loves it. So go to HumperChats.com. Well, we'll get right down to it. Why don't we open up with the countdown show? The uh, the pre-show opened up with a six-man X Division showcase. Action, Mike Jackson. 74 friggin' years old. <laughs> doing middle rope suicide dives and walking the ropes like he's 24. He had one hell of a match. Uh, he worked the match alongside... Uh, I, I wow! I didn't even put the six men in my list. That's great, Joel. That's we're off to. A good I start. have them. If you're Go ready, ahead. tell me. Kushida, Allen Angels, Kapenda Gujar, Speedball, Mike Bailey, Mike Jackson, Yuha Uamara, and Delirious. So Gujar did not make the match. He was replaced by Delirious. Uh, well, that's so, what I get. See how much attention I was paying. Apparently, trying to figure out why Gujar wasn't there. I don't know if he's updated his socials to uh, to reflect what's going on. But regardless, uh, he wasn't in the match. Delirious took his place. Uh, the first of a couple of random changes in the countdown tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, the match, listen, match was a fast paced six man X division showcase as expected. Uh, really, the stars of the match were Axon Mike Jackson, and then later on, Speedball Mike Bailey, as always. And Kushida, who eventually gets the win, hitting Allen Angels with the hoverboard lock slam and getting them to tap out. Kushida gets the win and immediately is rewarded a AEW TNT Championship match, which will be <laughs> on Wednesday night on Dynamite against Darby Allen. That was announced at the end of Rampage. Uh, Jensen, what did you think of this opening contest, the Six Man X Division Showcase? So yeah, this was this is great. This is a good way if you're on the fence to uh, to get people to tune into the show. I think matches like this. Um, it's it basically did a GCW scramble match to open the show up, and I actually in the same building last year. I get well technically last year, of course. I saw Ashton Mike Jackson right there in center stage do the same thing for GCW, oh. doing the the tightrope walk whole deal. Like that dude kills it in that. He he's been doing this for a very long time, but it's funny because so many fans seem to like just now be becoming aware of him because of like indie appearances and stuff like this. So it's cool seeing a guy in his 70s doing what he's doing it's incredibly impressive um speedball you know probably for my money the best wrestler of the year last year if you're talking just in ring like you know you can make an argument i think for john moxley and roman reigns and others in the grand scheme of things but like just solid in ring matches for an entire year i'll be seeing him at battle slam live uh this sunday i'll be seeing a few of these guys live uh this, this sunday at battle slam so looking forward to seeing speedball again and yeah this is a this is a really really good match i like everyone involved Cool, uh, cool to have Delirious involved with uh, Usher not being there, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like this. If this wasn't going to be on the pay per view, this is a perfect way to kick off the the pre show. Absolutely, uh, Cresta, your thoughts on the match and uh, something that we talked about last night was the potential involvement of Kenny King in this match, and that's what came to fruition. So, what do you think of the match? And uh, Kenny King got himself involved again. Not upset at Kenny King doing that. I think it furthers that storyline because this was up for debate when we were like, will Smike Speedball win? Because my money was on Speedball because, again, like um, to echo what Steph, should I say Stephen or Steven? Okay. To echo what Steven said, um, best, one of the best wrestlers, pound for pound, in ring, bar none. I really do enjoy him. I like Kushida winning. I, I will say this was more of a Mike Jackson showcase. <laughs> and I was here for it. He was doing the most at his at his old age. And we've seen older wrestlers, and this was nothing like I've seen. And I kind of want to see him more. 
versus um Swinger Daddy. Oh, I Jackson versus Johnny Swinger. That's Give me that. Bizarre, but yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I am all for that. By the way, they made a reference to Jackson having worked center stage in Atlanta in WCW in the late 80s. And that, did that. <laughs> that made me absolutely lose my shit. I could not believe it. Oh, believe commentary it. was clowning all night today. <laughs> they were. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Raven absolutely demolished my night. I loved every second of it. Yes. Uh, they made reference to Kenny King coming out and taking out Speedball. We we talked about this, Cresta. It was Speedball's match to lose, and mm. well, Kenny King made sure that it would be because they have their pit fight, not fight pit, because then we get legalities involved. We have a match with them, pit fight, as the main event of Impact Wrestling this coming Thursday night. Kenny King later on would cut a promo. We'll just fast forward to that now, essentially saying that he's ready and that he's willing and that everyone trusts Speedball now, or everyone trusts Kenny now, and they distrust speedball and that he's starting to see the cracks form uh do, you saw this Cresta. what do you think of the promo with kenny king uh leading into the pit fight match and then jensen i'll get your thoughts too delusion i don't think anyone's looking at speedball like that but if you believe it i believe it too um i like the legally distinct pit where fighting will take place i felt like this could have been that could have been on this show though that's just my two cents and when we get to the match where i feel it could have replaced i felt that would have been fantastic but i do like that it furthered the storyline i cannot wait for this match because if there is a brutal side of speedball in there i can't wait i can't wait (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I um so they they do um ICW no holds barred um like the indie promotion does a lot of these pit fighter shows and I don't think it's going to be like the same thing that Impact's going to be doing. But the reason I bring it up is because I recently saw Speedball do somewhat of like, he didn't really do a death match like he kind of like dabbled in it and he hit someone with uh with light tubes for like the first time that I didn't really see him do it. Mm-hmm. He was he was walking through the glass and his bare feet and stuff and people were going yes. nuts and it was like and I and when I saw him doing that and this was just a few weeks ago. I remember I was, you talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was like I can't remember I wish I could remember who his opponent was. It was it was a good match. And um and after that I was like ooh he's kind of dabbling in the idea of maybe death match type stuff. That'd be pretty cool cuz he's he's so, so diverse in what he can do. So I think it'd be cool for like the impact crowd to see like a different, a different element of Mike Bailey against uh, Kenny King. And I'm with you, Cresta. I think that like it, this, this did a good job of like furthering all, all that between the two. So I am looking forward to what comes out of the tapings over the next couple of nights. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, because we mentioned Kushida at the top of the show, getting the victory in the six man. And I have to assume that because this was an X division showcase, Kushida is going to work the tapings and possibly get an X division championship match during these tapings and basically have like one hell of a week. If he's going to be ch- challenging for the TNT title for on AEW dynamite, uh, Kushida looking to have a really, really strong week, but otherwise a really, really, really solid match to open up the show. MA Sulko hits us with the humper chat. Yes, Luis, I'm getting the humper chats. Don't worry. I got it. MA Sulko opens us up and says, HTK, can I send a humper chat to both shows praising impact while trashing the other feds buddy for your money you can do whatever you want as long as you're not being a complete dick i hope you enjoy vegas by the way for the no surrender tapings i'm sure that'll be fun let's move on the exhibition championship match is next they put this on the countdown show and i don't know why because cresta you and i talked about the death dolls versus giselle shaw tasha Steele, savannah evans match being on the card, being off the card, and then being put back on the card and taken off. And now suddenly they move the X Division Championship match to the kickoff. I get it. And I actually 
uh, in the grand scheme of things, I was happy that they did it because otherwise this show would be ending at 1130 and I'm happy to be doing the show now and not at midnight. Uh-huh. Uh, Trey Miguel, Black Taurus, Trey Miguel, as expected, retains his championship that he just won and he just spray painted. So what do you got to do? You got to spray paint the bull again. That's how it works. And of course, Black Taurus gets his big entrance from Crazy Steve once again. Uh, Cressa, what do you think of this match between Trey Miguel Black Taurus? I know you wanted the bull to win. Disgusting. Um, one card subject to change. I was really upset because if you were tuning in to um, Impact's YouTube before the show started, it had the Death Dolls graphic and then that was swiftly changed. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's not happening. And for this match, I thought this was going to be on the main card. Like you said, I'm happy that it happened now. So we're doing the show now. But Trey Miguel, that's some Eddie Guerrero heel. I'm going to put one spray paint in the pants. And when the ref sees this, because that happened twice now. Rope of Dope happened twice. And I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. And um, I want Black Taroos to eventually get Trey Miguel. Uh, but it was the right choice. I think that was the right call. Jensen, you've been following this whole saga with Trey <laughs> Even watching his descent into madness. What do you think of this match and the spray paint and the fake out and the referee and everything? He gets the win. I think it's good for like this new like layer of what we're seeing out of Trey. I uh, I think everything worked really well. I mean, he's a fantastic in-ring performer. We know that mm-hmm. for a long time. So it's just like a matter of doing interesting stuff on the show and having stuff that matters. And with him being the exhibition champion, like that matters. So that's good. Why Tarus? I'm a very big, I'm super high on him in ring. And I, I like the gimmick as well. It's just, there's like a ceiling to it. It's like, you don't know if a company is going to like want to put their world title on, on the dude wearing the, the, the bull helmet. You know what I mean? I just don't know. Hold on. And, hold on. It's not, it's not a dude wearing a bull helmet. It's a bull. He's a legit. Okay, he's a real bull. Okay. I'm sorry. But this I apologize. is also impact. Anything. I oh, feel no, like oh, you're murdered on impact. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. You're very, very right about that. <laughs> and, and that, that needs, that's a good point. Um, my, my, my point is more so if it was up to me and we're talking just dudes who can go in the ring, black truce, I'm good with in any position. I, I, mm. I like him a lot. I'm a very big fan of, so I'm a very big fan of, of both of the guys in this match. Um, also I'm a fan of, uh, I know, I noticed Trey has been doing a new finisher lately. The, uh, I can't, what's it called? The, the lightning, lightning spiral, lightning spiral. And I it's- like that a lot, a lot better than Meteora, you know, just personally. I, and I, I think it's a good finisher. Um, mm. It looks pretty brutal and he, he hits it really smoothly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean this, everything about this was good and I expected this to be on the, the pay-per-view as well. Um, but it was, it was kind of a good bonus on the pre-show. It was unexpected. And they, yeah. I mean, once again, if you're on the fence about ordering this show and you see that scramble match and then this X division match, I feel like there's no really better chance you're giving the the viewer that's on the fence to tune in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And on top of everything, uh, this, this was just a really solid match for Trey and a really solid match for the bull. And now black Taurus <clears throat> twice in a row. Where do we go from here? Jensen, what do we do with black Taurus now that he has lost two straight X division championship matches? The biggest redeeming quality for him, it sounds very basic, but he's so good in the ring that, like, you could really just do whatever. Like, you know, you could just have him continue to do good. Um, Bro said he's a man and a boy. I'm not even trying to roast the guy. Like, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? curious about our impact wrestling on the show. Yes, yes. yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Um, um, and like, honestly, you can do whatever with him. Like you can just have him have banger matches in, in any of the, the divisions, really. Um, maybe give him a tag team partner or something. I mean, 
I really don't know where you go. You, you probably don't go back to, you know, the exhibition title for, for a minute, but um, he's too good not to be utilized. Unfortunately, that's like a, a, a never ending problem with impact, which I talk about every time I talk about impact where it's like who to push and who not to push and, who, you know, and that kind of stuff. But dude, as far as, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, and that's just not just an impact everywhere. I see black tours, Indies, triple a, wherever kills it every time. So I'm, I'm good with wherever, whatever he's doing. Cresta, same question. What do you think? Black Taurus, where do we go with them next? Um, I'm going to echo Steven here. I don't think you have him go against Trey Miguel again. Um, I also want to give a shout out to twice during that match. He caught Trey Miguel trying to do the Meteora, and he caught him and then turned one into almost a, a destination hellhole, and the other one on the outside that got reversed, the reversal into the reversal into like a code red. So I feel like at this point, it's very clear Trey Miguel has his number. I don't know if you push him for the world ta- the world championship yet. Maybe the tag titles, but I think he's too hot right now to cool. I don't know. Team him up with Joe Hendry, a motivational bull, the, and the most chaotic option. <laughs> Shit, I love it. I I, have, him, sure. have him work with Moose. Moose and Buzz. Moose and Buzz. Wow. That's kind of perfect. I actually like that. Recovery. Greg Carter. Oh, great! I just want to say, Greg Recovery. Carter said Vader had a bull helmet. He didn't really wrestle in the helmet, though. Like he took it off, you know. So the mastodon and all that, but that was a little bit different. Listen, I want you to make it very clear so people don't hate on me. <laughs> Big black black Tarus fan here, very much so. Um, I could just see reservations about like the gimmick being like the main attraction of a company. That's all I'm mm. saying. Of course. Uh, Ricardo the ODV sends a super chat, super chat saying, "Why did the Fed pass on Trey when he got MSK?" That's it. I mean, it's a good question. Trey Miguel ended up not going to WWE. I would argue he is having one hell of a run on Impact. He's getting to do a lot of things that he always wanted to do, including starting his own, uh, run his own wrestling show. He and I talked about <coughs> that interview that we did back in the summer, which you can check out here at Fightful.com. Uh, again, Trey is still, still doing the best work that he can, given the platform he's got. Sure. Well, also, and I don't want to speculate on, you know, re- these reasons, but like, we also had to keep in mind, remember Trey had like some really close people, like really close to him that he lost in like recent years as well. And like a lot of, a lot of stuff. That, so you never know, you know, why people make decisions that they make that sometimes is better for themselves, you know, and I, that could very well be the case. You know, I'm a big Trey guy as someone who's, you know, I have a big history of breast cancer in my family. Like I know his family is that like, so I'm, I'm a fan of his just straight mm. up as a human being, you know what I mean? So like, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's good to see him in this spot. Like, um, and when, when he didn't go, you know, with MSK, it, it was strange, but at the same time, like Myron Reed's a part of the rascals too. People don't really talk about it as much. He was still out there you know, floating around MLW and stuff. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, but I'm a fan of all those guys. Like I think they're really talented. I'm also going to echo and say that I think Trey Miguel is, I think he's better off where he is. How many times has he been in the exhibition, if not the champion in the conversation? I think that um, kind of to echo what Josh Alexander said about betting on yourself and staying in impact. It did suck when they didn't pick him up, but I think in the grand scheme of things, Trey Miguel is better off for it this way. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm happy to see Trey where he's working now, especially because I got to talk about him every single week on Impact. So Justice Gilliam sends a super chat saying Stephen probably thinks Sami Zayn is, is El Generico. Is that true? Do you think that Sami Zayn is El Generico? There's absolutely no way that Sami Zayn and El Generico could, could be the same person. Everybody knows that El Generico went and helped the orphans in Mexico. Okay, Come on like, now. Yeah. 
Stop yeah. perpetuating these lies, guys. Next thing you'll be telling me is Dominic is not uh, Eddie Guerrero's son. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, fake news. And fake Dex news. Baker sends a super chat saying, I've been back on the impact train for about three years now. I finally warmed up to Trey Miguel with this character. His spray painted belt looks bad, though. Listen, it doesn't look great. It's not shiny, <laughs> it's very matte. But I mean, listen, sometimes spray paint uh, after it dries, it gets a little crispy. So I, I think it looks good. It's a little, it's a little tacky, but it's not the worst thing I've seen NWO spray painting the belt. Yeah, oh, and a big NWO guy right here for for life. But but the one thing he needs, and it's not even his fault. They just need to time it better. When he does the spray paint thing at the beginning of the match, sometimes yes. it's a little bit off. That's the only thing they got to figure out. I think. Yeah, he's got to work on He's that. trying his best. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think that he can do anything about it. I think it's on, like, just they both it has to be timed perfectly between him and the truck, you know, and it's mm. like every now and then, if it's just a second off, it's just going to look a little strange, which yeah. is what it was, you know. But, uh, I, I, I appreciate what they're going for. Of course, they're trying, but they've just got to work on the entrance a little bit. Brent M with the Super Chat saying, appreciate all three of you. I'll watch later on demand. Have a good show. Thank you, Brent. We appreciate you. It's good to chat with you, and hopefully you'll enjoy the show later. And you'll leave a comment if you're watching after the fact here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Let's get into the main show because, oh, my goodness, we're 20 minutes in, and we've only talked about the, uh, the opening. <laughs> good potion. Good I was going through it this yeah. match. Yes. All right. Well, right. Well, before we get to the first contest, they did do a Don West tribute and dedication. They did the 10 bell salute. I thought that was fantastic on impact. Uh, one thing I didn't love was being able to hear Josh Matthews literally counting in my ear yeah, as they rang the bell. Yeah, yeah, that was odd. In the black. Little things like that I wish Impact would fix when it comes to uh, to their production value. But mm-hmm. regardless, a really beautiful moment dedicating the show and doing a tribute to Don West who passed away uh, late last month. So really nice way to open the show. And then we go right into the Impact World Championship match. Bully Ray and Josh Alexander in Full Metal Mayhem. And holy shit, what did I tell all of you? This as a wrestling match was never going to work. This is a plunder match absolutely did it for me at least ryan sullivan immediately asks us how much of alexander versus bully ray could cresta actually watch cresta you love deathmatch wrestling i know you do just like steven jensen loves deathmatch wrestling (laughs) on the one hand it was a good match on the other hand oh my god oh my god it was so gross once he pulled out the cheese grater, i went to my Uh, kitchen and just stood there like this like how am i supposed to <laughs> the, the worst part beyond the cheese grater is when he had Bully Ray. I, he had the chain around Bully Ray's neck, had his leg back here. I'm like, I can't. I was weak. Weak. I weak. I cannot. I, my bloodline is weak. It ends with me. I can't, oh my God. It was so, it was good and it was bad because it was gross. But I'm, the right person won. I did. I watched the match like this. Please go to the next person. Josh Alexander retained the championship. <laughs> Uh, we'll go through a lot of the spots, but overall, Steven Jensen, what did you think of this match? And then I have something to show you both that I think you'll like. Okay. Um, but really quickly beforehand, just wanted to say in case anyone missed me talking about on the spotlight and stuff, Don West, uh, really cool to see the tribute before the show. I, um, my favorite commentary duo in wrestling history is him and Mike Tanay in early TNA wrestling. I, I love those guys. I, my, and I love Don West as a salesman on QVC late night, selling baseball cards and stuff when I was growing up. Like I've, I, I, a lot of my childhood, like I, I, I really, I really like Don West, and he he seemed like a really good guy. Um, so recipes to Don West, of course. And then, um, uh, the match itself, man, like 
and, and I like that they open with this too. They started off hot, like they, and you knew they were going to really heavily spotlight the main event tonight with the women. So like it, it, it was a good way to start the show. Um, I, uh, I could see this being something where like, if you don't watch a lot of gory type of wrestling, that this is like probably pretty hard to watch. Um, I would definitely not recommend watching a lot of the stuff that I talk about on the weekend. Unfortunately, um, this is pretty tame, but, um, but the death match scene has gotten insane recently. The stuff that they're doing to each other, but like, why anyways, no gusset place in this match, Steven Jensen, dude, there's a this really quick story. There's a girl I know who's an engineer who lives <laughs> near me and near me in Atlanta. Right. And she was taking like Snapchat pictures of some work she was doing near me. And there was like a bridge near where I live. And she sent me a picture. She's like, Hey, I'm close to where you are right now. And I was like, Oh, cool. And she sent me a picture. I was like, oh, I've never seen so many gusset plates in my life. Cause there was all these gusset plates holding a bridge up. And she was like, how do you know what a gusset plate is? And I was like, Oh, they stick them in each other in wrestling. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah. They put in each other's foreheads and arms. and So casual. Oh, yeah. yeah, they just stab each other. No yeah, problem. <laughs> I just, I've, I've become so desensitized to it because I just see it so much now. And the funny thing is I don't like blood. It, it, like in person, I don't, li- I don't like it. But I'm, just, I'm so used to covering stuff that involves it. I cover mixed martial arts where they're bleeding on each other and breaking their bones. It's just, I'm just Fair. so used to it. But that said... This match was still brutal for for TNA standards or Impact standards, especially. This was a brutal, hardcore match. Good stuff. That's what you want out of a Full Metal Mayhem match. Is what they gave y'all tonight. Um, and the right person won, like y'all said. I mean, there there it would have been a bad decision to put the title on Bully Ray right now, especially because Josh Alexander is on such a great run as the champion, and he has been really since the X Division Championship run before this. I mean, he's been on it just ever since Ethan Page left. I agree and, with that. Yeah, he's been just killing it as a singles guy. So, and also one more layer to this that I'll that I'll shout out, that I'll shout out is uh his wife Jade or Jen doing the um doing the Dudley Dog slash Acid Drop too. Yes. Which, which commentary? I don't think did I, they. One of them, someone on commentary called it a sliced bread, and I was like, you missed the whole point. Like. They did. It was Spike Dudley's move that she did to him. Like that, that was the big F you I felt like, you know? And so I, I wish they would have called it an acid drop or called it the Dudley dog as they hit it. But that, that's just a nitpick. So. so I fully agree with you. And I have it written in my notes that she did the acid drop because that was a hundred percent a Spike Dudley homage. And it was, it was absolutely something that, that bully and Josh and Jade would have come up with together. And to see her do it, I thought that was just icing on the cake. It's great. Uh, just give you a, a quick synopsis of the match. Bully comes out, and then he goes up to the ramp, like top of the ramp, and he's hiding. And immediately, the commentary is just like, oh, what's he doing? Where's he going? He's got a match. And I'm like, he's hiding, you idiots. He's going to blindside the champion. <laughs> Why is everyone stupid? And then Josh comes out, and he gets blindsided, beat down by Bully. He gets bloodied up, does Josh Alexander, and then they start the match immediately bully puts him through a table and it's almost a three it's all bully early then they bring out the cheese grater we talked about a little bit the cheese grater and then josh comes back gets the thumbtacks in the bag josh alexander gets into a a ladder spot he gets to the top of the ladder on the stage and bully topples the ladder josh goes flying into the ring onto the thumbtacks that was disgusting and i loved it disgusting Thank you. Hotch and Skylar show up. They do the beatdown spot. Of course, they do a 3D onto the tax, which again, I love. This was a love letter to Dudleyville that like I agree. You had to see it to believe it. They do the zip ties again. I thought they were they, they were kind of going for the Tommy Dreamer and Raven ECW thing. The police sir might have another, but they didn't quite get there. 
Dreamer did come back. Tommy Dreamer came back. They did the double turn tease, but of course, Dreamer is firmly an impact guy. Wasn't great. M.A. Solko with a super chat saying, I love Dreamer so much, but that was rough. He makes PCO look like Trey Miguel at this point. And we'll talk about PCO soon. Uh, but Dreamer came back. He got put through a table for his for his pleasure. And then uh, they did the trash cans to the head. Then that's when Jen or Jade, however you want to know her in Impact lore, she shows up uh, despite being told to go home and stay home. So how did she show up when Josh was already there? Did they not? communicate at that sorry that's a family thing that's like alicia edwards and eddie edwards i don't understand she why they're 20 minutes after he did he's <laughs> never gonna know she trailed him uh they do a spot where jade has to beg for forgiveness gets on her knees and it almost plays out too long but it was actually really good because bully's like give me your wedding ring give me a wedding ring it was like a mugging and then all of a sudden jade what does she do blow blows him because that's what you do in wrestling Ask to drop from jen onto bully through the tax they do a splash from the ladder from the outside in through a table 2.9. And then immediately Josh does the ankle lock because he's a wrestler and the wrestler wins the match bully taps out such a good match that was laid out so well that I just want to remind everyone that going into this, everyone shat on the idea of bully Ray having a match against Josh Alexander for the impact championship. Cresta, you and I did as well. And then we said the only way this works is that they do what they did tonight, and that's exactly what they did tonight. I'm done with Bully now, and I hope everyone is too. Cresta, do you want to see Bully Ray in this company again in a match like this? Before I answer that, I want to give a shout out to the visual of Josh Alexander with the with a thumb t- with a couple of thumbtacks in the back of his head, zip tied to the ring, and just raising up in defiance, having Bully Ray bang him in the head with that garbage can. That was that was beautifully wrestling. Like that was so gnarly. I will say that Bully Ray, for as much as I shot on it, he made Josh look really good. Bully made Josh look good and Josh made Bully look good. I also thought that Jade hitting Bully in the yam bag was a love letter to the three to the Dudley boys too. Cause I agree with the 3D. And I was like, that does look like the thing that Spike Dudley did. Even she even did the kicks in the air. So I'm like, how yeah. is that? How is that sliced bread? That's Spike Dudley, bro. But whatever, I digress. I think that at this point, if Bully Ray goes away or causes trouble somewhere else to elevate somebody else. I'd be okay with it now. But overall, it's like, where do you go? You feud with Tommy Dreamer? Yeah, You're going to start picking on someone else? Moose? Like, like, where do you go with that? So I think he goes away for a bit. And even if he does come back, maybe you harass Frankie Kazarian or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I actually pretty much agree with everything you're saying about it. Because, like, you don't – you. You got to just be really selective, I think, about how you would use Bully Ray and Impact because you don't want to you don't want to put him in a position to like hold down younger talent, but you also want to do matches that make sense. So like it's um, if he elevates talent, as you mentioned, like that's that's totally fine. Um, or if it's just kind of more like dream matches or grudge matches. Mm-hmm. The problem with someone like, Tom, like Tommy Dreamer is I just don't think like I have no desire to see that in 2023. A match between mm-hmm. those two, it just you know it just is what it is. No disrespect to either of those guys. It's just you know I. I mean, I'm 34 years old. I watched ECW as it happened. You know what I mean? In the 90s. like, And it's like you're still seeing Tommy Dreamer doing the thing and like trying to, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, 
how many times am I going to see ECW guys against ECW guys trying to rehash the same stuff I've been watching decade after decade after decade, and they just continue to get older and less athletic throughout the process, and it just and then they're getting hurt for real, probably yeah. a lot better or a lot more, I should say. So it's just you know maybe if they did something where they. I'd assume they'd probably formulate some sort of squad for squad type scenario, like like Bully Ray's people versus Tommy Dreamer's people in some sort of multi-man match or something. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I pretty much agree with everything you were saying there, Crest, as far as like, I don't, you know, you, you don't, you don't want him to hold down young talent. You definitely don't want that. But he did, he did deliver for like what he needed to do for yeah. this match for sure. So. So some of you don't know that uh, we have someone who makes the uh, title cards for these shows now. Uh, his name's Gisberto. So Gisberto and I, throughout most of the Impact shows, we'll talk about what the leadoff program is or whatever it is that maybe I need a thumbnail for for this video. Uh, I knew what I really wanted, but of course, as we started talking, this is what we came up with for the initial idea. Uh, uh. Listen, we love, a fa- we love a couple that jumps an old man together. <laughs> <laughs> Love wins. That's and that's a Jeremy Lambert special right there. <sighs> I mean, the hard to kill graphic was Attack on Titan Bully Ray with Josh Alexander walking towards him. So I mean, it's the it's in the same vein. In the same vein. I, don't, I thought it was a Freddy Krueger Friday the Thirteenth thing. Maybe you know what? Um, let's go with that one. Sure. <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heenan with the super chat earlier saying, thought that this was a really solid show tonight. Looking forward to the weeks to come with how a lot of the matches played out tonight. And that's true. That's something that you, that the three of us are talking about tonight is how many options are put forth given the, the endings and uh, the matches that uh, played out tonight. Really looking forward to that. They do a backstage segment with Mickey James and Tara, uh, who's Lisa Marie Varen, is also known as Victoria from WWE. Mickey's nervous. She really wants to deliver this match for the fans and for her family who will be at ringside. And then Tara says, like, you know, fans are behind you. People are here for you. Everyone's proud of you. And in walks Raven. And oh my God, I don't even care what Raven said because I'm just sitting there the whole time watching him with his Aftershocks headphones. I don't know if you guys know what bone conducting headphones are. They're headphones that don't go into your ear, but they sit on your jawline and they emit sound so that you can hear everything around you, but you can still listen to everything and hear like whatever you're listening to. My, my hey, wife I learned. Yeah, they're good for like cycling and stuff like that. I was on the floor laughing that through this, they, they pre-taped this and they just had Raven just walk in and be like, yeah, you're, you're going to do great tonight. You're going to win. And he couldn't be asked to take off his stupid headphones. <laughs> He's Impact's confused uncle. He just shows up like, uncle, get out the shot. Huh? All right, I invented violence. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I, I cannot wait to talk about him on commentary in a minute. Let's go to the tag title four-way elimination match. Major players, Ace of Base, Heath and Rhino, and the winners, Motor City Machine Guns. Yes, by the way, chat, I do know it's the gathering. It is from the old TNA days. I do know this. But it's Raven in 2023, and it's just so stupid. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> Am I shocked? No, I'm not. Anyway, this tag title four-way immediately breaks down. Uh, first of all, I got to give it up to Matt Raywalt, who called it Friday the 13th and said we're in Ace Lanta. I said it before, and I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. Ace of Bays are absolutely next in line to win those tag titles, but not tonight. I Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, I told you this last night too, Cresta. Miss Cleo over here. <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns get the win. Major players do play a role in the final moments. Uh, Heath and Rhino are largely inconsequential. A good match, a solid match, mostly towards the end. Steven Jensen, what did you think of the tag title four-way elimination match? 
So I said on my predictions during the weekender, I thought that uh, the Motor City Machine Guns would retain here as well. But I do think that Ace Austin and Chris Bay are going to be the next tag champions, but I think it'll happen in a singles match. So um, also, I mean, I'm wearing an Ace Austin t-shirt right now. So I was kind of hoping that they would win. I'm always pulling for Ace Austin and Chris Bay, but you know, really want those guys to see an impact. They definitely deserve it. Um yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a good match for for what it needed to be. You know what I mean? Like like you said, Heath and Rhino were pretty inconsequential. Uh, the major players, I, you know, I it, it wasn't reported recently that that is Meyer staying in Cardona. There's still a lot of speculation about what he's going to be doing next. But we'll yeah, Meyer signed a, a a new contract with Impact Wrestling, but Cardona is still yeah. who knows? Right, right. He's heavily speculating to the to the fans of where he's going to be heading next, but nothing's okay. for sure yet. But so Myers is there for the long run, it sounds like, which is which is good for Myers. He, he's a good fit in Impact. I think he works well there. Um, Motor City, I mean, still one of the best tag teams in the world. Uh, so I mean, this was this was a really good match. Um, I really liked. I, I think it was the elimination to Heath and Rhino, where it was the uh, it was the Art of Finesse right into the fold, like, yes. like they hit it right after the other. Like that's that was really cool. Um, and when the major players kept their heat too afterwards too, like they attacked everyone after the match, which leads me to believe we'll at least get something out of them as a tag team at the tapings tomorrow. Um, but I just have it in the back of my mind as far as like, I don't feel like Cardona is going to be there much longer, but Myers is. So I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what happens there. So it has been announced at the TV tapings that it's going to be Ace of Bays versus major players. Uh, and that was, once they did that, it kind of made perfect sense as to why they were running that match and, and promoting it for tomorrow night's tapings. Uh, it feels like the idea here is to build up Ace of Bays for a tag team versus tag team match against Motor City Machine Guns, just a, a two-on-two tag match instead. Uh, Cresta, overall, what do you think of the match? Did you have? I know you had different expectations, but uh, Motor City Machine Guns retain. What are your thoughts? Not mad at it. I like Motor City Machine Guns. Solid tag team. I do feel like after aces of vase have been on a hot streak in new japan at this point i felt like a big stage like this it would have been nice i do see now that you and steven are saying the same thing to have them win it in a singles match built up the momentum but to me they already had the momentum and again um motor city machine guns will always be fine they are up in that echelon like eddie edwards even trey miguel is up there I want to say Josh Alexander, too. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. They're going to elevate no matter who they go against. So I think that it should have gone to them. I don't mind, but I really enjoyed the major players. They were peak sports entertainment this, this match. Peak. The, the best and the worst kinds. And I, I really hope Matt Cardona stays in impact for more peak jabroniism, if you will. No, we got Swingman for that. Hey, now he about to be champion. He, oh, he has to win some matches first, but he's about to be champion. We got those 50 matches to go with Swingman. He'll get there, I promise. So the big news wasn't even Motor City Machine Guns retaining because as they're going up the ramp and celebrating, all of a sudden Frankie Kazarian's music hits. Now, to, first of all, to the surprise of everyone, he comes down and cuts a promo. Originally, I thought he was going to come out and be like, how about we have an old school TNA match at the tapings? And I thought he was going to bring out Christopher Daniels and we were going to do Daniels and Kazarian versus Motor City Machine Guns. That's I was low-key thinking that too. Yeah, so instead, Frank, because every time they mention Christopher Daniels on the show, we think he's going to show up and then he just doesn't show up. Frankie Kazarian comes out. He says he was a guest in his own house at the last time he was here. Um, says that he has signed a long-term contract with Impact Wrestling 
And PW Insider reported that Kazarian asked for his AEW release. It was granted that he did good business on the way out is how it was put or that he did business the right way. Uh, Sean will have more on Fightful Select, by the way. So go and check that out. Um, I don't want to say that it felt like Kazarian was burying AEW. He wasn't. It felt like some of his words were just a little like a little sour grapes on the way out. Jensen, what what did you think of of Kazarian not only resigning with Impact Wrestling, but also uh, what he had to say about uh, leaving AEW and coming over? Well, so it's just one of those things where like Impact's going to be a better fit for Kazarian than AEW is because he's just ultimately going to be super mega loss in the mix in AEW. I mean, like after the SCU disbanded and uh, when they tried the elite hunter thing and it just didn't go over at all. I mean, there's just, I, I like his area and things. Think he's a good dude, obviously veteran, well-respected. It still has great matches consistently. I mean, he's very, very good. You know, it's just, I just, I don't think there was a future for him in AEW. And, and obviously he probably, he felt the same way if he asked for his release. So, um, and impact's going to give him a platform to continue to wrestle in front of a lot of eyes. And he's going to get big spots in that company. Cause he's a, a bigger name. He's a bigger fish in a smaller pond there. So like, and he has the history in that company too, uh, with a lot of the wrestlers and there's a lot of matches against people he hasn't wrestled before that are right there waiting for him. Um, and not just in the men's division, by the way, like I, I that's something about impact that I always want to bring up. Like I want to see his versus Marshall Slamovich and Jordan Grace and that kind of stuff too. So it's like, you know, what's that? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, cause, cause Arian could really, you know, I, so I think he's gonna have really good matches against a variety of people there. Um, and it'll be a better fit than impact. I don't expect him to necessarily become like the impact world champion. Um, but I think he could have a good spot in the company, you know, pretty consistently. Crystal, what do you do with Frankie Kazarian knowing that last time he showed up, he decided to win the X division championship and then immediately cash it in for option C. I mean, there is an argument to see, well, maybe he runs it back in the X division. Maybe he does try to run for the, um, the world championship, but I also agree with Steven. I think that's a problem with WWE and AEW. You can get lost in the shuffle so hard there. And it's not because you're bad, not at all. It's just that there are some people, people want to see more and you're a 20 in a room full of 27s. It's, it's not you. It's literally not you. So I, I hope to see him black Taurus, Frankie Kazarian, PCO, Frankie Kazarian, Johnny Swinger, Frankie, Joe Hendry, Frankie Kazarian, book it. Don't be a coward. I'm into it. Let's swing man beat Frankie Kazarian 49 times. <laughs> yeah. That is the true option C, option chaos. <laughs> option K, he beats Frankie Kazarian. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Shouting out. Speaking of SCU, Curryman and Dan the Dad at Glory Pro Humped. Of course, Van Twinblade always gives us the Glory Pro news. Jensen, I know you mentioned the Curry Man Dan the Dad match. Did you see it? Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I, uh, I talked about it a little bit on the weekend or this past uh, this past Monday when I recorded it. Sorry, y'all. I've been on Mondays lately, by the way. But I'll get back to Sundays soon when the football season's over, um, and when I'm not going to as many shows on Sundays. But this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Um, yeah, it was really good. I mean, it's cool for Dan, too, because, like, you know, he's he's a guy who is is really trying to make his way in comedy wrestling and he got to wrestle curry man. And I mean, Daniels is a legend, you know? So yeah, really, really cool. And it's cool that there's people in the chat that like, like band twin blade that are willing to throw a couple bucks out there and just to shout out Dan, the dad and curry man. That's cool. Hey, by the way, if you're wondering, Hey, what's the weekender podcast? What are we talking about? We're talking about fightful select where you can find Steven Jensen's weekender podcast drops every weekend. Cause of course it's the weekender sometimes on Mondays, as you say, because you know, it's a Viking weekend. So what do you get on Fightful Select other than you get your scoops? You want to hear about the latest WWE talent meeting that happened before SmackDown? You can get that over at Fightful Select. Sean Ross Sapp dropped a Q&A this evening. If you want all the WWE sales news, reactions, rumors, all the things that are talking about as uh, Vince McMahon makes his return. Anyway, that stuff's happening, and you get all the news right over on Fightful Select. Five bucks a month. That's all you got to do. FightfulSelect.com. You get all of that. And I said this last night. I'll say it again. Someone who's like, why would I pay $5 for news? That's kind of a waste of my time. I can just get a latte. I get it. However, it's not necessarily about the news. You're also going to get all those podcasts I talked about. There's the Weekender Podcast with Steven Jensen, who's here with us tonight, so it's a treat. And then you've got Scotty Wrestling. If you're a fan of the Japanese wrestling, he does a podcast as well, talking about all the happenings in Japan under the wrestling tree. There you go. you got Sour Graps with Alex Pulowski if you want your sour taste of WWE. And what else you got? You, you got you got Ask Rhapsody now. Absolutely. That's a great show where you get to talk to Will Washington, Righteous Reg, and Phil Lindsay about whatever you want because they will answer just about any question. Five bucks a month is where it starts. Go to FightfulSelect.com. Get in on it. It supports us, and it supports <sighs> your habits of being a well-media-literate human being in the wrestling sphere. That's my Fightful Select pitch. Because it's digital media time, let's talk about Moose versus Joe Hendry. Yes. <laughs> This is the match. I believe in this match. My match of the night, bar none. 10 out of 10 in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, 47 million stars. <laughs> Let's go. It starts off with Joe Hendry going for the promo as he does, and Moose just knocks the mic out of his hand, and that's when we start. And the crowd was kind of dead silent whenever Moose was doing anything, and then Hendry brought them back in. He hit that trust ball, that big gorilla press slam from the outside onto the floor on moose ridiculous good stuff uh take me home cresta what 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 did you like about this match don't even talk about what happened to restart the match just get me to moose and his being a giant dick and kicking dicks get to get me to that point 
Joe Hendry is phenomenal. And Moose did exactly what I said he was going to do. Remember when I said Moose was going to beat the crap out of Joe Hendry? But it was actually a low-key secret Haas match. These are two thick men. When he, um, what is that thing? When he deadlifted him, he had Moose. Moose is tall and large. He had Moose's leggies in the air twice. And God said, if you have sin in your heart and sin in your eyes, gouge your eyes out. And almost had to gouge my eyes out twice that match. That was a Fine men fighting, so hallelujah, praise professional wrestling. It was a great match. There was something for everyone. There were fine men. There were it was stiff, surprising, and I don't I don't expect that from Joe Hendry. I kind of expect Orange Cassie. I expect Jokey Jokaha with a little bit of wrestling mixed in. This was actually a really stiff match, all things considered. So I was impressed. Um, I'm trying to think if there any. Oh, when he yeeted Moose out of that ring. I was sold. It was at that point. I was like, yo, Joe Hedgie's wrestler of the year. I don't care about anyone else. Joe Hedgie for world champion. Thank you very much. Crowd got back into it at that point. Moose goes to take the digital media championship. Referee takes the title. What does Moose do? He kicks Joe Hendry. Yeah, one does. <laughs> Spears Joe Hendry. Moose gets the win. Or does he? Out comes the new interim director of authority for impact wrestling while scott demore is in the hospital that's officially that's the full title by the way uh his name is santino morella you might know him from wwe had the whole accent and all the italian man is back and he is the doa the director of authority for impact santino is here and his first act is to restart the match and of course standing ovation from joe hendry wins the match he retains his championship steven jensen take us home what do you think of this match overall and Santino Morella's back. Sure. So standing ovation looked great. As Russ was saying, it's very impressive to see him pick Moose up like that over his head and just slam him down. Um, I was also surprised with the amount of offense Joe Hendry got. I mean, that was a pretty 50-50 match. Joe Hendry actually might have gotten mo- most of the offense. He looked really good in that one. That gorilla press slam uh, to the outside that y'all mentioned as well. Um, and the way Moose sold it, just completely just splatted on the floor, just belly down. Like, that was – I was really impressed with Joe Hendry. And you can tell that um, – that impact clearly has big plans for him. If you're going to yeah. have him look that good against Moose, former world champion, a guy that's perennially, you know, in the mix doing something that matters on the show. Um, and they, they have a, he's kind of the, the full package for them with the, the, the music. And this is basically if the Bo leave stuff worked for Bo Dallas all those years ago, like this is like the actual version of this that works. David! <laughs> That's funny, but that's true. No, I agree. I, yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm saying like this is like this is this is like the same idea to me. It's just like this cheesy "Believe in Me, I Believe in Joe Hendry," and everyone's doing it and they're doing the stuff, and it's like, and it's just, and it reminds me so much of like the "Believe" from Bo Dallas, but it, but like, but Joe Hendry has made it work, and on top of it, his in ring like that's what puts it over the top is. He now, after seeing what he did against Moose, I believe him as like an ass kicker. So like, yeah, he's a funny guy who can kick ass. This is this is very good for him. So, um, to your point about Santino Morella, lame, really? lame. I am not. I am not. I, I I don't understand. I don't understand that decision. But um, I just yeah, that's just my own personal opinion. Like Santino, that's just. That's that's too goofy for me. So it just is what it is. So I have the benefit of living in the same vicinity of uh, Anthony Corelli's uh, Santino Morella. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you he's still wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I saw him at a Greektown wrestling show. Shout out to Greektown wrestling. I saw him wrestle uh, recently, uh, as in like the end of December, and 
he can still go. Now, this isn't me advocating for Santino Morella wrestling in Impact. I think my giant point here was that this is... Uh, sorry, someone in the chat. Greg Carter saying, Ariana Grace, come and get your dad. It was just... That threw me right off, and I love it. <laughs> anyway, I love seeing Santino Morella because it's... One thing that Impact Wrestling does really well, and I've mentioned this before, is that every taping has some sort of special guest host or some sort of special guest wrestler that comes and makes the show a little bit better, a little bit different for that stretch of time. This is what they're doing with Santino. The whole idea is that he's interim. He's just doing this while they play out the Scott Demora's injured storyline. So for me, this doesn't hurt anybody. It's going to be a funny set of TV tapings where he makes some matches and we get a few laughs and a former WWE guy came back, but he's not competing for a title. Can I agree? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to just really quickly point out, you say it hasn't hurt anybody yet. It depends. Are you saying Juice is going to get screwed again? Well, no, I'm saying if someone credible has to take that Cobra or some BS like that, like that isn't like that's lame. Oh, you know, who's going to take that Cobra? Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger's going to take that. <laughs> Not Cobra. that. Yeah, but I'm saying like, if like, if like Moose is about to eat this Cobra, like based on what we saw tonight, like that's not cool. If like Moose has to eat the Cobra, you know what I mean? That's lame. No, I but, disagree because the the one thing with Moose is that you can continue to build Moose in, from any from any place from the bottom of the card to the top. He tonight Moose was was going for the digital media championship. Like everyone sat there and said, "What's the digital media championship? Who gives a shit?" And that's how I felt. And then sure. Moose can very quickly shoot back up as a former world champion for a match, but he's already he's already faced Josh Alexander a plethora of times. Sure. It's time to do something different with Moose. They did the dancing Moose gimmick, which was hilarious, and it just pissed him off more. So what it is is Moose the hothead getting the Cobra from Santino. That's just going to piss him off more, and I think there's a story to tell there if you do it, but I think Swingman's going to take the Cobra. Cresta, what do you think of Santino? I mean, the only thing, I, I don't have a problem with it necessarily. The only problem I had was when he said, I don't like cheaters, so I'm out here to make the right or wrong. Okay, but the major players got eliminated the match literally before this, came back down and screwed aces of bays out the winning. So now I'm sure you already spoke with Anthem, like Gail Kim said. So I feel like if you're gonna push it, there's a storyline there. So how are you gonna stop the cheating? I don't I don't want to match with the major players. I would have had this one, but they came out and cheated. So I just felt like it was a little too little, too little, too late. So it's like, ah, you don't care, or is it selective? So I think that this is something that we'll see on Thursday on the show, mm-hmm. that they will tie this up because they are pretty good at tying it up when it comes to these loose ends. But I agree with you. It is something that he could he could have come out earlier, but I think the whole point here was like, he's the director of authority, but he's also still a comedy guy. So he's going to come out in the comedy spot, quote unquote, because this was the funniest match on the card. It this is serious business, business Joel. This is a hot, stiff match. Serious you business. You the hell out of each other out there. That was, a good, that was a good match. Yeah. Was a good match. But in terms of like, it's the digital media championship. No sure. one's ever looked at it and been like, this match should be going on last because it's for the prestigious <laughs> digital media championship. Way to bury the digital media championship. Wow, Joel. <laughs> anyway, Alan Khan with the Super Chat asked, WWE didn't renew their copyright over Santino? No, news broke a few weeks ago that Impact Wrestling did in fact copyright Santino. So... When I told y'all yesterday that Santino was my pick for the DOA, I was trying to tell y'all. You're cheating. I think you've got the inside scoops, and I don't like that. No, Raven was my actual pick. I mean, 
I, you said that for the which is it, Joel? The lying. When does it stop with you? When do the lies stop? They don't. <laughs> they never stop. By the way, donate a super chat. Get your question statement right on the air. Uh, the one that MA Soko just sent is going to be covered at the very end of the night. Don't don't let me forget this. Mm, yeah. Number one contendership, knockouts, title match, Masha Slamovich, Deanna Perazzo, Taylor Wilde, Killer Kelly. Go check out, by the way, Taylor Wilde had a conversation with Jean Ross Sapp that's over on Fightful.com. That dropped today. Uh, and Killer Kelly made her return in her Freddy Krueger gear. This match was, cool. was so good. It was four women just beating the absolute dog shit out of each other crest a star what did i tell you and what you, did you think about this match you had said killer kelly versus masha and that is not what happened you no, had i said they would nope stop it, stop it. <laughs> i'm exposing the business stop it no it's not what happened <laughs> not what happened Anyway, I was expecting one thing and completely got another. That was a stiff freaking match. Like, like Dean Malenko stiff, like starts on Wrangler Gene stiff. And I wasn't, ex I was expecting that from Masha, maybe Killer Kelly, definitely Deanna. But Taylor Wow was being just as stiff with it. And Killer Kelly, I thought she was going to die in that match. But also at the same time, her smiling, looking like, I like this when Deanna had her uh, that that was gross, but I was buying what she was selling because Jesus Christ, I thought Killer Kelly was gonna die. I I am putting over Killer Kelly in this match because I've been middle of the road with her, but this match, old girl did her thing. Um, when Killer Kelly, I'm double checking my notes because I know at the end when um. When Masha throws the snowplow on top of um from on Taylor Wild on top of Killer Kelly or Deanna in a in a submission, it was so crazy. It was so wild that me trying to take notes was like this: like your arm is not supposed to go that way. <laughs> so yeah, the finish was Masha hits a snowplow on Taylor Wild, landing on top of Deanna Deanna Perazzo and Killer Kelly, uh, who were in a submission. And then Slamovich pins Wild for three. By the way, Taylor Wild absolutely stood out in this match. She was someone that uh, had recently come back in the last little while to Impact, debuted a new character, and 100% stood out. She was the ring general in this match, and she was absolutely the woman who, who to me, stood out the most. Oh, uh, Jensen, what did you think of the match, the finish, just the general vibe on that match? Masha Slamovich is your number one contender for the Knockouts title. Yeah, yeah, this was this was great. Um I'm a huge Slamovich fan. I talk about her all the time. Uh, she's of all the wrestlers in the world, like regardless of gender, like like of everyone, Slamovich is in my top five right now. I'm just like my favorite wrestler in the world. Like I, I love Masha. Um, and she she kills it on the indie scene. She works so many matches. Um, and she I I can't say enough good things about her. The only thing about this match that I didn't like, it has nothing to do with the match itself at all, was when Slamovich won. It telegraphed to me. It made me think more that Mickey was winning at the end of the night because I was like, I don't think they're going to go with Slamovich against Jordan again because they've already done that enough times that I just, it made me feel like if Slamovich is winning, Mickey will probably be, and I think Slamovich is going to destroy Mickey, by the way. Yep. I think she's going to go in there and just, just, it's going to be like, uh, like, uh, uh, just, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. I think she's going to beat her in like minutes, just, just slay her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so, 
I'm I'm look and I'm looking forward to that because I think Masha should be the knockouts champion. And I think we'll talk more about Jordan when we get to the main event because I have high hopes for her as well coming out of this. But yeah. Um but yeah, this was I'm I'm always down for a Masha Slamovich win. I think Masha could literally be the the uh the knockout sorry the, the impact world champion too. Like oh, she's oh, hell like, yeah. like she could she could be the main champion of the show. So I um yes. Masha Slamovich winning is great. They got to figure out something for Diana. Like she's too good to be like without direction. I feel like. Um, but then, like you said, Crest, like Killer Kelly, I think showed out. Like she, she looked really good in this one. Mm. Taylor Wilde looked great as well. Like this was this was four women having a really damn good match, and uh, and I think the right person won because I do want to see Masha elevated back into the title scene. Agreed. There's a lot of places where you can go with the Knockouts Championship after tonight, and we'll talk about that in the main event, but. Masha getting the win, yeah, I think that was that was the call. I talked about it on the uh, the post shows for the weekly show for Impact. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a lot of a lot of positives that come out of that, and the match itself just everybody delivered, uh, which yeah. I was very happy to see. So, All four uh, women look great coming out of that, and honestly, I think no matter who they go against after this, whether it's like a Savannah Evans or a Giselle Shaw or anyone, I think their stock has increased so much. That was such a good match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, False Count Anywhere came out next. It was Macklin versus Swan. <clears throat> Ravens on commentary for this match. Uh, okay, so here's your 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 Joel select, uh, if you haven't figured it out yet. This match, all the outside stuff was taped probably last night. It wasn't live. Uh, everything outside of the arena was pre-taped. Uh, and what really took away from that, improved that, was when they said, we're going to go to the back with Rich Swan and Gia Miller. And they just sat there so awkwardly at the table. And then all of a sudden, the picture kind of like blurred and as if they were going to a pre-tape, which is what they did. So they go back to the, they go back with Gia Miller with Rich Swan, and then Steve Macklin attacks Swan from behind. And here we go. So they brawl out onto the loading dock. Macklin beats the shit out of Swan with the recycling bins. Uh, they they fight all around the the outside of the building, uh, off the loading dock. And then Raven says, "I hope someone gets hit by a car." Which was <laughs> this whole match was just Raven's rules and Raven absolutely giving every single piece of commentary advice he could just legendary commentary uh they eventually brawl back in after they do a driver spot where the driver's trying to get out of the building he honks his horn but then macklin spears swan through a bunch of metal barricades uh and that's how the driver eventually just drives by and goes out of his way then they brawl into the arena they're back into it now we're live and then raven puts over rich swan as a fantastic athlete they get into the ring they do cotton the crosshairs uh rich swan gets hit with that by Steve Macklin, at which point Raven said, if Rich Swan had stronger <laughs> abdominal muscles, he could have pulled up and evaded the move entirely. Yeah, that Raven was hilarious. Was that was so funny. <laughs> oh, but right, right, right when he sat down, by the way, they were like, Raven, we got this, uh, we got this, you know, Falls Count Anywhere match coming up next. Uh, and he's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> said it just like that, too. Like, why do you think I'm out here, idiot? Like, okay. <laughs> You got it, Taz. <laughs> Last time they were at, at, at center, uh, sorry, center stage. Last time they were at center stage, they had Raven sit in on another match, and it was just awful. Like he just sat there, not saying much, and that was the same thing tonight. But this time he had just he had lines. He was like, "They should take a cab to downtown and get on the top of the CNN Center." At that point, I'm like, oh, "We're off the rails. We're done here." Huh. He had these one-liners on cue cards. Like, all right, next one. <laughs> It's got his type five just written out. Anyway, Rich Swan hits a frog splash on Steve Macklin from the stage to the floor. It's a 2.9. Uh, and then eventually Macklin hits the KIA on the ramp that leads down into 
the concessions area. Uh, Jensen, you know this place better than I do, but Macklin hits the KIA, gets the win. You got to believe Steve Macklin is now next in line for the Impact World Championship. Talk to me about your feelings about the match and why Raven is quite possibly the best wrestler and commentator of all time. Uh, he's, he's the man. Dude. I've always been a big Raven guy. Um, one of the, my favorite DDTs, the even flow. I've, I've always liked him. Yes. But, uh, but man, yeah, him on commentary is hilarious because he just, he just doesn't care. Like, you know, he, you know, and he, and he knows that works for like what he's doing. Like the, it, it actually like adds to what, at least to me, I, I get, I get entertainment out of hearing him and he has forever. Wrestlers have talked about how he's one of the best minds in wrestling. Mm. So it's just funny that like, he chooses to present himself like that. Like he's a super intelligent guy. And he's just sitting there just being like, man, he should have just sat up and avoided that move. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Damn you and your psychology. Yeah. Genius. Exposing uh, the business, man. Like. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, also just, uh, you know, it's, it's funny seeing that parking, uh, parking garage on screen like that. Cause I, despise having to park in that thing i have a truck and it is so hard for me to park in that parking deck so like when i saw it I, that's all i thought about and then i won't i won't expose anyone to throw anyone under the bus i don't want to tell any tales out of school but shout out to um a, fr- a friend of ours cassidy haynes who's had quite the week this week um me and me and him have had some good times in that in that parking lot with some with some of the uh the gcw talent so i uh i i, I have fond memories of that parking lot so it was cool seeing uh them fighting through there and, like, and then Raven, you know, just, just dead pan. Oh, is there a car on the way up? Like there's a car coming, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it, uh, we're playing street hockey and they just yell car and you car. Gotta, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, this, this was, and, and the thing is like, this was, I thought it was really well done because there was no break in the action. Like they just went the whole time, like 12 minutes or whatever, just nonstop. And it was different than the full metal mayhem that started the show. Cause they're basically the same match, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. So I liked that they were, they were different. And, uh, um, and yeah, I agree. I think Macklin is in a position right now to be uh, challenging for the world title. And he's ever since leaving the WWE, really, he's been pretty much, uh, he's, he's knocked out of the park really with everything they've given him. So I see no reason why he wouldn't, you know, kill it. And here's the thing. I don't want to see him beat Josh Alexander because I still want a longer run from Alexander, but I think he'll give, they'll, they'll have a fantastic title match. Yeah, they will. And he's been waiting for that. We've yes. been talking about this since before the summer. Yeah. Doing Josh, Josh Alexander and Steve Macklin is a match that we will see sooner than later at this point. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Cresta, your thoughts on Swan and Macklin. I want to add Rich Swan to the Wrestlers You Cannot Knock Out Club. Him, Eddie Edwards, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa, no matter what you do, because I swear to God I saw Rich Swan pass away three times in that match. <laughs> like, Backlund was trying to really take his head off, bro. And um, right before the KIA, though, I forgot what that move was called that he did. Let me double check my notes. I don't know. I didn't write it down. But the the move that he did right before he did the KIA on the ramp, I swear to God, he dropped Rich Swan on his neck. Then I was like, Oh my God, the match is over. It's the same thing that happened with Bully Ray when um when Josh Alexander jumped off and he still tapped out of that at two. I was like, Yo, what is happening tonight? You guys got your still jaws on. So um, I thought the match was okay, but I will say at this point, my energy was gone after that women's contending match and then this match. The next match, I this match Whoa. took whatever energy I had did. And I will say that this match, I feel like 
should have been switched out for the three-way with the women's uh, with the knockouts, and the next match should have been switched out for the pit fight. That is just my two cents. I still think the pit fight is a is a TV main event waiting to happen, which which it will. But I think that's that's where it's supposed to be. Uh, cool. I think if you put it on this card, it would have been lost in the shuffle because it, 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 it would have been just as um, you would have been just as tired. Just yeah. That's yeah. fair. I definitely fell asleep during the next match. I was trying my hardest, but I couldn't. And I blame myself. I'm going to let y'all finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm actually like, that's actually exactly what I was getting to is I think that a lot of people, I think we're all probably going to agree. Uh, I, I, actually, I know we're going to agree because I talked to Joel a little bit during the show and I heard what you mm-hmm. just said. Um, and I think a lot of the chat's probably going to agree too. The next match, because the we're, we're going to get into you know, Eddie Edwards and Jonathan Gresham, but the 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 placement of that on the show, I think it didn't do either guy uh, very many yeah. favors because I think a lot of the fan base felt exactly how we're kind of explaining now. Where um, and Joel, if you want to like intro into the next match, like I I you know we're all kind of getting at the same thing. I think. Yeah, let's get into it. Jonathan Gresham takes on Edward Edwards in a match that can only be described as um, why isn't this a pure rules match under Ring of Honor's banner? Because it's really what it was. And it, it was not in the best of places on the card. Um, I think this, at the same time, when I look at the rest of the card, the only match left is the Jordan Grace Mickey James match. So this was, you know, some, sometimes you talk about a concession match, talk about a bathroom break match. This kind of became that because nothing really mattered in this match until we got to the end. And that is unfortunately often the Jonathan Gresham style of wrestling. And that's not a bad thing. Just he has a very slow build to his finishes. And I was talking with Steven about that. Uh, it's one of the things that that Jonathan Gresham does well, but is also very, very frustrating when you're watching a longer match of his. Uh, just to get it, you know, Gresham doing Gresham things. He is such a good and fluid wrestler. I'm not going to say a negative thing about the way he works because he is so good at what he does. And Edwards is someone who can keep up and sell and make it mm-hmm. look great. Cannot say a bad thing. They do a wrist lock spot where it's chops versus spore, forearms. And I think that was really good stuff. Uh, the tilt a world bulldog that uh, Gresham hits into a standing moonsault. That was really cool. Eddie Edwards hitting a blue thunder bomb, getting a two out of that because nobody ever gets the pin on a blue thunder bomb unless your name is Sami Zayn and your opponent is AJ Styles. That's oh. the only time there's a three count is when those two are doing it. That's the blue thunder bomb. That's that's the way it goes. Gresham going for a top rope sleeper and then Edwards dropping to the mat and Gresham knocking his jaw on the top turnbuckle. I like that. And then eventually the rally of pin attempts and then Edwards hits the forearm, gets the boss knee party and the win. Edward Edwards pins Jonathan Gresham. But that's really not what matters because ultimately what matters is the lights go out and out comes PCO with about a half ton of Nevada sand in his stomach as he starts puking it out and eventually takes out Edward Edwards. Uh, PCO is back. So Crest the Star, how do we feel about PCO as expected coming out and being the shit out of Eddie Edwards? Um, I'm going to talk about the whole thing. Like I do like Jonathan Gresham's matches. I just assumed that Eddie Edwards was going to start eating shit now, if you will. So I assumed he was going to do it, and I'm trying to stay awake. But I will agree that they are very slow builds. But to me, so are Brian Danielson matches, unless he hates you. <laughs> so it's like if you can get into a technical match, you can watch this. PCO coming out, I think you could have had the same result without Gresham losing. Um Maybe it's because I don't like Eddie Edwards, the wrestler. I'm like, why are you winning anything? But uh, you can't have him lose all the time. Um, 
PCO coming out, I guess. Yeah, I, I expected it, but it's kind of like, so is PCO going to beat up Eddie Edwards? Do I want to see PCO beat up Eddie Edwards? Or do I want to see PCO jump Eddie Edwards? Because I don't know if I want to see PCO versus Eddie Edwards. I think I just want to see Eddie Edwards get beat up. Yeah, yeah. And so there's <sighs> there's a lot of layers to this because like, so Jonathan Gresham, I do, I do like his work a lot, but I understand... Like, I'll be seeing him live at Battle Slam this Sunday too. He's wrestling Baron Black for the Icon title. I'm sure it's going to be great. But but the downside of Jonathan Gresham matches is they can be slow, and sometimes they'll be really dependent on the actual finish, like landing. And what I mean by that is I've seen a lot of Jonathan Gresham matches where it gets to the finish, and either like the ref doesn't count right, or like the 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 move after move after move after move, something is just a little bit off towards the end or whatever. Um, but I think he's a fantastic in-ring wrestler. The problem with with this, <laughs> I've been saying it literally for years when, when covering Impact, and it, it's the same every time. And I sound like a broken record, but like Eddie Edwards, no matter what he does on the show, I just really don't care that much. But the matches, but the but the matches wind up being good. That's the thing. It's just like, like you know, it's it's like I I ne- you, you know, completely. I'm never I'm never going into it like I can't wait for this Eddie Edwards match. Um, and then I come out of it like, okay, that was good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I, I understand why, but I just feel like impact just has all these other options where it's like, we've seen Eddie Edwards so many times in, in like high, high positions. Now, granted, it's not like he's going after the world title coming out of this or something like that, or like, he's going to be, you know, going after the exhibition title. It's going to be him and PCO. And, you know, this is a continuation on this whole story of, of the, of Eddie Edwards past coming back to haunt him over and over. And that's, and I get that, but I don't, I mean, even based on what the, how the fans reacted tonight, I don't, they didn't see, I mean, they didn't seem that into the idea of PCO and, and Eddie Edwards happening next, you know, PCO got a pop for appearing because it, it's been a minute, but then, once you realize, okay, and here's, here's, and this is why I'm contra- going to contradict myself so bad. I do it every time I talk about this guy, every time I'm not looking forward to PCO and Eddie Edwards at all, but you know that the time that when the match happens, it's going to wind up being some sort of hardcore metal mayhem, something or other match. And when I, we are here reviewing it, I'm going to say, it was a good match. Like, You're going you know to I mean? yeah. be sports entertained. You're going to be sports entertained. Eddie Edwards is very, very, like, it's not like he's even average. Like he's way better than average. It's just, I've seen it so long in the same company. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I, I just want something different. I, I, I don't know. The, 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 I don't know more stuff was different to be fair. And this is him coming out of that, doing something new. But at the same time, it's weird. Cause like, I want them to push Gresham more if he's going to be a part of impact going forward. So I don't really want to see him losing a match like this. But the storyline makes sense. So it's like I I'm torn on it. You know, I I prefer to see Gresham win, but I Eddie at the end of the day, Eddie Edwards is just their guy. Like impact, yeah. Eddie Edwards, they he's their guy. So um and I want to I can't stress it enough. He he is a very, 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 very good uh, professional wrestler. It's just I feel I feel like a lot of the fan base would agree with kind of where I'm coming from. Unless you're like the biggest Eddie Edwards fan in the world and you're just like, screw you, Steven. Eddie Edwards should never lose, and his matches always rule, and they're always the best storylines. I think most people are kind of on the same page about it, I feel like. I give Eddie Edwards that same rub that Johnny Gargano had for a while in NXT, where it's like, okay, I we get it. You're the heart and soul, but some of these heart and soul things become repetitive, and you're superb in the ring, but at the 
it's the same storyline. It kind of gives you a dweeb rub to it. And it's not that you're bad. I'm going to be entertained during the match. But going into it, I'm like, oh, my God, who cares? I could do an entire hour podcast with you alone about my feelings <laughs> about, about Johnny Gargano being identical to that. By the time I got to the point of him and Champa like holding each other's hands and looking lovingly in each other's <laughs> eyes during matches, like, like, and it became about that and not the wrestling, I was like, this is too, it's getting. There's Shawn Michaels is backstage writing all of this. It's very clear. Um, good but, shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but anyway, that's, that's we're getting so off topic. But hey, listen, Hetty Edwards, if you ever happen to hear this, you're great, man. You you really are. I just wish they would figure out something to do with this guy that was just more interesting. Have him, yo, have him go where Sue Young went, and he would go with Eddie Edwards and come out Edward Edwards. Oh, <laughs> Edward <okay>. Scissor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and lish is gonna listen lish is gonna get involved and then this is gonna clean everything up lish is absolutely going to be the person to make edward edwards relevant again there you come go. on lish and if you want to be relevant again leave a thumbs up on the video would you that'd be nice subscribe to us here fightful because we love you and we want you to be loved and feel the love just like I felt the love when Impact finally gave me my wish and announced that Rebellion is April 16th in Toronto. Yep. I will be there, I assume. I'll talk to Jimmy. Unless they're at capacity. The fuck that. Um, I'll still be there. I no, thought, have you ever been to Rebel Nightclub, Steven Jensen? No, you haven't. No, but that's true. Massive. Oh, gosh. Scott Morris' dad. He know he got tickets. That's true. <laughs> if there's one thing that I can promise you, it's that my dad will let me in. <laughs> There 10 out of 10. I love this photo. <laughs> I went to go visit Papa in the hospital. He's doing okay. It's all right. If you want to get your Humper Chats and we're getting on the home stretch, go to HumperChats.com or you can leave a super chat. Like M.A. Sulko said, emergency. Sue Young is no longer on the roster page. Well, that roster page is not often well represented on Impact because, uh, you know, people kind of come and go, but they don't really update it that well. It so, might be under Susan. My apology. <laughs> it might be under Susan. It might be under Susie. But I don't know. Maybe Sue Young is just, or maybe Sue Young escaped. Let's move. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's move on. Knockouts, world championship, main event match, the last rodeo, every single match, whatever you want to call it, is Jordan Grace versus Mickey James. Whew. Mickey James comes out with the Mattapini dancers led by Chief Lionel, Cost- sorry, Lionel Costello. They do a traditional dance to introduce Mickey James, uh, giving a little bit of flair to her Native American heritage, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, really love that intro. Her family was there. No <sighs> Nick Aldis. I noticed that. No yeah. Nick Aldis at all, by the way. Not even at the end of the show. We thought maybe by the end of it, he would have popped up. But no, all Mickey, which you know what? That could have been... Uh, this is me spitballing. I have no news about this. Uh, th- this could easily have just been Nick saying, this is your moment. I am not here. I mm. don't want to take away from you and your professional moment. You do your thing, at which point that's fine. We'll see what happens with the tapings. Um, Jordan Grace's hard to kill jacket saying final stop, I thought was amazing. Yeah. And itself was just really, really good stuff. It wasn't, it didn't overstay its welcome. That's how I felt about it. Uh, in the end, Mickey gets the win. The finish is a little strange to me. We're going to talk about it in a second. Um, Steven Jensen, I know you have a theory as to what was supposed to happen, but uh, <laughs> I'll just read this uh, this this super chat. So this the super chat from Amy Silco. I tried to search Twitter for Mickey tapping, and it accidentally searched Mickey fapping. I have oh. to, my phone now. 
Time to throw your phone in asses. <laughs> no rice for you. Just start a fresh one. <laughs> what did you think of the oh, match? <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, I, I like this match a lot. I'm glad this was the main event, too. Um, uh, this was, honestly, and this is no knock on Mickey. This is the best Mickey James match I think I've seen in a while, to be honest. like I thought, I thought this was really good. And she's had good matches leading up to this, the whole career-threatening, you know, career on the line, last rodeo, all that stuff, you know. Um, Jordan Grace, I, I just was talking about Masha. Jordan's very, very much in that in that top five of mine, or if not very close. I mean, I, I think the role of Jordan, um, and she's somebody that honestly, the only so coming into this match had had this not been about Mickey James potentially retiring, I would have written this off as just like, okay, this will be a really good match, but Jordan will retain and you know continue on because my my thought was. Why don't, and they're not going to do it now, but like, hypothetically speaking, I was thinking, what if Jordan Grace option seed the knockouts title for a shot of Josh Alexander? You know what I mean? Like, I think that would have been awesome. So I've heard you say this before. You can't option C any title. I know, but like, they, well, you can because it's pro wrestling and you could just easily just make Because Jordan could easily be like, listen, I beat everybody in the knockouts division. I want to cash this thing in and go for the the world title. And I feel like you can make a story out of that, you know, or yeah. you just have her not lose and you have her just wrestle Josh Alexander for the world title eventually. I mean, you could, you could figure out ways to do it. My point is I would have liked her to not lose and get into a world title scene. Now that said, this isn't going to hurt her for a couple different reasons. One, as we're going to talk about, I'm sure in detail, Mickey James tapped out. That wasn't, oh, that yeah. wasn't, that, that wasn't a, a mistake. That's going to be a part of the story. I think Jordan's going to feel like she actually won the match. A lot of the fan base is going to feel like she actually won the match. And the Two, super top from M.A. Sulco before you continue saying, where was Santino when Mickey was tapping out? Oh no. Right. The finish itself. It seemed like Mickey was trying to pull the turnbuckle pad off and it didn't come off. So they, they uh, decided on the spot to do, Mickey throwing her through the turnbuckles into the ring post, which gives you the same effect, but it's a little different because it technically isn't cheating, which is just a little bit different. It's technically cheating if you were to use the exposed turnbuckle pad, but if you get thrown into the turnbuckle post, that's fair game. So it is just some little, little tweaks and differences kind of things, the way that I look at it. Um, But because of those things, it protects Jordan enough to where, coming out of this you don't have to go back to jordan and mickey if you don't want to and you can elevate jordan i think to the x division title or the the main world championship um i think jordan has put herself in a position where i don't want to say she's bigger than the knockouts division because impact has a really good talent of women in the knockouts division but there's only i mean she was running out of stuff to do and like get get on to, to new stuff is how i feel for her so uh and mickey Great. I mean, that was great. And, and the way they improvised at the end, she nailed that Mick DT, like the tornado version. And I mean, th- this was, I thought this was really good. And Mickey James clearly is not in a position where she needs to retire. She's still performing at a really high level. So I, 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 I like this main event a lot. And I think, I think given the storyline, Mickey James winning makes a lot of sense as long as coming out of this, they're, they're going to continue to elevate Jordan to something like even bigger. Ricardo with the super chat saying Mickey can still, Climb mountains. Crest Star, what did you think of this main event match? We have a new Impact, Impact Knockout World Champion. Not to 
not NIMPAC. <laughs> not a NIMPAC. No one knows what those are. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that watching WWE had to sensitize the crap out of me because I thought Mickey James entrance was really beautiful, paying homage. And also, I have to say, I fell in love with Mickey James so much. When I first saw her back in 2018, when I first started watching wrestling again, I was like, what is this? And the way they presented her, and I was just not here for it. Her being an impact, I have such a respect for her. But I was like, damn, she really about to lose. They doing all of this pop and circumstance. Jordan Grace going to beat the breaks off of her. Damn, that sucks. And then especially with the last stop, I was like, yikes. Happy to see Mickey James win. I thought Jordan was going to win for sure. I absolutely agree with the both of you that Masha Savage is going to ragdoll this poor woman. And, I, and now I'm on the Mickey James hype train. Don't give it to me. Just snatch it away. Um, I do see... Not see, I do agree that Santina Morella should have came out because old girl tapped. Like, even if it was just a, that was enough for me. But it wasn't even like a one-two visual, no, 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 that was a mistake. It was very much like a, oh, my fault, don't do that. Like, I I don't know what you do or you go from here. Now, to agree with Steven about having Jordan go for the main title, I feel like if we could do that with Tessa Blanchett, we could 4,000% do that. With Jordan Grace. Exactly. Yep. Jordan I mean, because Jordan's every bit as good as, as yes. Tesla was. So, yes. like, like yes. and if you're and if you're a company that's okay with having matches where you're gonna promote, I don't even like calling it intergender wrestling like at this point because I, I don't want to put the labels on mm-hmm. it. But that's the only way I can ex- describe it with it making sense. I feel like is they they do more intergender wrestling than any other mainstream company by far. Agreed. And lean into it. Like that's what that's what separates you, I think, from being yeah. a WWE or an AEW. So like. And I know WWE's even starting to dabble with it. I saw that Rhea's been kind of getting in the mix lately and she stuff. She beat which... up a poor Kira Tozawa, but Kira Tozawa <laughs> likes getting beat up by big women. We saw that with Tamina. <laughs> but, <laughs> love Tamina. But, Nobody and, Nina. And, and, and also another layer, as you were mentioning, Cresta, uh, with like the emotion going into this. Mm. One thing that, so I was on a kind of a roller coaster because when, when Masha won, I was like, okay, I'm pretty confident uh, Mickey's going to win at the end of the night. But then they show Victoria in the crowd crying as Mickey's match is starting. And I'm like, oh, is Victoria like, this might be her final match. I don't know. Like, she, she kind of got me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. She's crying from the beginning of the show. Yeah, but there were, there was, Don West. No, 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 no. So to take that out, she was oh. crying in the backstage segments with Mickey. She was crying every time they showed her on TV and any. Well, does was, that make you feel like that's her last night if she's crying? It all does. Night? It does. I was so like, damn, you really about to get retired. <laughs> Maybe she's just a very emotional person. She cries at weddings. Well, clearly, because Mickey is still she. She didn't lose. So she's <laughs> here the entire way through. That's all it was. Yeah, she's an emotional gangster. Sometimes you can't help when you cry. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Ricardo asking, what are the odds that Mickey James takes that title to the Royal Rumble again? Because she did so last year, which was probably a standout moment. Uh, would you do it again, Cresta? Would you have Mickey show up again with the Knockouts Championship? I would pop like a pimple if you hear number 28. Hardcore country. I would I would like it. She ain't going to win nothing. I mean, just because Vince gone me, shit ain't changed. You ain't going to win nothing, but I'd like it. I'd like it. I think anytime Impact Wrestling gets it. At this point, you know who I want to really see in the Royal Rumble? Say his name and he appears. <laughs> I, I, would, I would pop. I would pop. But I would love that. I think that'd be cute. Anytime Impact gets shine, especially since they had AJ Styles go over it, Book it, you cowards. 
I don't disagree with that statement. Uh, Steven Jensen, Mickey James, going back to the Rumble. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it'd be smart. And, and it's funny if like the timing just worked out like that again, where like the Rumble's right around the corner and they it'd be like uh, Groundhog's Day almost, where they're like, here comes Mickey James, Impact Knockout Champion. And they, uh, WWE wouldn't probably go any deeper than that. So like the people who only watch WWE would think she's just been the champion since the last time they saw her. You know what I mean? So, I can just hear, I can just hear them being like, uh, yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> like, and then you have Trish Stratus come out. It's it's an instant nostalgia yeah. pop. Mm, free, yeah. free. Joey Graves just being like, she's still champion, and then just have Kevin Patrick <laughs> have to explain himself. Or no, you put Michael Cole on the spot. We see if Michael Cole is watching the Impact product. That's how we there do it. Go. Michael Cole there gets his scoops from Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> So a weird finish to an otherwise really entertaining match. I think they're going to have some storytelling to go through, but I I bring it up again. Masha Slamovich wins the knockouts number one contendership match. Mickey James wins the knockouts title. I've been saying this for a while. Masha's going to beat the brakes off of Mickey, win that championship. I do think they're going to go back to Jordan Grace and Masha, but this time it'll be reversed in that Masha has that knockouts title. Masha's going to get her win back. And it's going to be a very dominant win because now it's her turn to be atop that mountain for impact. But we got to get through Mickey's coronation first. I think in wrestling, sometimes we're really good at booking the loss before it's even <laughs> thought about. Uh, but that's the storyline as I, as I kind of play it out in my own head. We'll see what happens. Uh, overall, what do we, what do we think of the show as it went off the air? Did it fulfill our needs? Did it fulfill our satisfactory uh, expectations? Cresta, I'll start with you. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, the first match, I'm sure it was a good match. Barely watched it. Great. Um, like I said, I, I still I still say that the fight pit should have been on this. Um, pit fight. We done, don't want to get sued. Oh, oh, pit fight. Pit fight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Pit fight. <laughs> the legally distinct area for fighting in a pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was good. The low points included. It was an overall solid show. It's not like the wrestling or anything on it was bad. I just, there were just some things I would have swapped out. Overall, I think it was great. Great storylines going into it. And even if for some reason we get swerved and it's not uh, Masha Slamovich that beats up Mickey James, I still am advocating for Chelsea Green to be the one to take it off of Mickey or at least deliver that first pin to bring it right back full circle. I don't know if you end it there or where you go from it, but I, I'm still advocating for that. But no matter what, I know Impact is going to be great. I think you'll see Chelsea Green in the Rumble before you see Mickey James. I'll leave it at that. Steven Jensen, what do we think overall? The match, uh, the, the show, I should say, did it fulfill your expectations? Yeah, yeah. Another really good Impact pay-per-view. Um, I say it all the time on, on these kind of post shows. Man, it's just, you know, I... Impact Wrestling, uh, as y'all know, doing a weekly show about it, it, it has its uh, its peaks and valleys consistently with with interest and viewership. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing you can guarantee when it comes to Impact Wrestling is they will have buzz four times a year for their pay-per-views. People talk about it, the wrestling world pays attention. They show out. They put on good cards, good matches. Um, and now it's on Impact, just like it is four times a year, every, every time they do one of these, to come out of this with momentum. People are talking about your product. People are looking at you, you know, and there was a lot of good things. Uh, there, this satisfied, I think, a lot of fan bases because you had the hardcore wrestling, you had women main eventing, you had a great exhibition scramble, you had 
uh, the 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 ass beater between Macklin and uh, and Swan and between Hendry and, and Moose. And I mean, you said it was a from top to bottom. It was a really good variety show. Um, there's going to be misses, you know, just like Preston said, that's going to happen on on every show. Um, I could have done without, you know, certain stuff on the show as well. But like overall, I don't know what I give it as far as like a rating. Uh, but this this was a this was a show. If you're a fan of pro wrestling, I think you should watch the show. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm I, I it's on impact now to to take the momentum and put on a good set of tapings tomorrow and do something that the do stuff that fans are going to be interested in going forward, heading into their next premium live event or whatever, not premium. Live, that's incredible. I just called it that. <laughs> no, no. Um, they're, oh, fight, no. they're sorry. They're fight. They're fight. They're fight. Plus the fight. Plus, not even fight. Plus really impact. Plus it's an impact. They're, plus. they're, yeah. they're impact. Plus like ultimate insider special event, whatever you want. Yes. Yes. They got to keep the momentum, get some good stuff going on in the tapings tomorrow. Do, do a good impact plus special, like just do what you can to keep the momentum. And to do that, you got to push the right talent. And that's a big thing for impact. Push the right talent. Like you have people like Chris Bay and Ace Austin. The fans, the fans want it. They wanted to see them with the titles. Go all the way with them. You know, like you have you have talent that are that are right there waiting. Jordan Grace, Elevator, Masha Slamovich, make make her the centerpiece of your company if you want to. I mean, like there's you got good stuff coming out of this show. Josh Alexander is a fantastic champion for your company. So, you know, good, very good show. Um, and yeah, uh, Impact Wrestling, just keep the momentum. And, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm, I'm always pulling for their company. I'm always hoping they're doing well. I yeah. like that that alternative exists in professional wrestling. So before we head out tonight, we got one more super chat from Melinda saying Mickey is an inspiration so much. So I'm going to bed wearing my Nike tennis skirt in honor of Mickey. My teen sons hate when I wear Nike tennis skirts. Let's all go to bed in our Nike tennis skirts tonight. Steven Jensen, where can the people find you on the internet? Give me all the plugs. You can find me. Every Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash Fightful, right here on this channel. Myself and Jeremy Lambert host the Spotlight. Uh, we talk about the whole world of pro wrestling, and we have interviews as well. Um, I don't like to give away the interviews beforehand, before they air, but we have a very high-level independent professional wrestler that a lot of people are talking about right now that should be on the show this week, so please check it out. And check out our whole back catalog of the interviews we got with a bunch of wrestlers and personalities and people from the wrestling space um we appreciate everyone who tunes into that also please subscribe to fightfulselect.com listen to the weekender podcast and i pretty much i i say it often if you want to know about people on the come up before the whole wrestling world's talking about them uh, a lot of the people you're seeing in AEW, in in nxt and new japan and stuff we've been talking about on the weekender for the last four years as they were coming up the indie scene and that, that's never going to stop there's always going to be the new talent cycling through so if you want to be in the know before most of the other rest, you know, wrestling fans are, check out the Weekender. I, I, I assure you, you'll learn something about some wrestlers you might not know about. So, um, yeah, that, that's it. And uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this post show with y'all. So, uh, so and thanks everyone for uh, for watching and listening. Absolutely, Crescent Star, give me the give me the rundown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on Mondays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you can find me over on twitch.tv slash Star, where I go over Monday Night Raw and AEW. We watch along with you. On Thursdays, I am here with my co-host, my bestie from another Testerosa driving car, mm. Joe Pearl. Uh, we go over all the stuff that happens on Impact. Um, on Saturdays, you can find me on Know Your News. My Know Your News. Know Your News with Joel. Joel, Jesus Christ. No, Take that's two. me. 
<laughs> I am live every Saturday at 4 p.m. on Know Your News Network for Gaming Gone with Jules the Human, where we talk about all the weird things in gaming. And if you need more Cresta Star, anywhere you can type Cresta Star on the internet, you can find me. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. No, Twitter's Cresta the Star because I'm a bad person. Well, I'm a bad girl and I don't follow rules. Joel, where can they find you? Not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. You can find me over on Fifel Overbooked. All the content is there. Creston and I are here every Thursday doing the Impact Wrestling post show. We'll be here for the next one, which is No Surrender. That's in February. We'll be doing that post show as well, along with all the Impact stuff. If there's an Impact show, we're going to talk about it. That's what we do here at youtube.com slash Fightful or anywhere else on Fightful. I leave you all with these parting words. Nick Aldis, Mickey James, Jonathan Gresham, Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, and Akira. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.